Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. So last weekend, Father Bill introduced our preaching series for Advent. And if you were here, you know that the theme we're taking on this year is really, it's, I guess it's the basics of salvation history is what it is. So we're sort of taking this 30,000-foot view of the story of God's creating us and saving us and then calling us to be with him forever. And we've chosen four questions to kind of guide us through this story. So number one, why are we here? Number two, why is the world so messed up? Number three, what is God doing about it? And then number four, what's our response to what God is doing? So Father Bill tackled question number one, why are we here? He took that last week. And if you remember, he said, we're not just here by chance, right? So we're not just the random product of impersonal forces. So our universe, our bodies, may have evolved according to the laws of physics and biology and chemistry. But our persons, the who we are, as opposed to what we are, that's a gift that comes from God himself. And as Father Bill said, each of us was created on purpose for a purpose. On purpose for a purpose. And what does that mean? Well, it means that God has been thinking about each of us from all eternity. And he knows us intimately. And he desires that we become the best, fullest possible version of ourselves. And he's created our hearts for eternity because he wants to live with us in eternity forever. So that's not a bad deal, right? That's a good story. So like the question that comes up, so what's wrong? What went wrong, right? That sounds so good. And if that is so good, then why have our lives, so, why are they so full of struggle and worry and restlessness? And why is the world so full of violence and cruelty and neglect? I mean, if God created the world good, if he created us in his own image and likeness, why are we so broken? Why is the world so broken? And I think, guys, the short answer to that is this. We've believed a lie. We've believed a lie. And because we believe that lie, we've pushed God aside and given our hearts to other, harsher masters. Masters who promise us an awful lot, but in reality who desire nothing more than to destroy our freedom, to desecrate the divine image in which we're made, and to reduce us to slavery. So let me see if I can pull that apart a little bit with you for the next couple minutes. Think back to the Garden of Eden story. This lie that we've all bought into Really, it's the same lie that Adam and Eve fell for. And what is that lie? It's this. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. Your life is not good enough. Remember what the serpent says to Adam and Eve as they sit there pondering the tree of knowledge? He says, eat, you won't die. On the contrary, God knows that if you eat from this tree, your eyes will be opened, and you'll become like gods yourselves. Like God yourselves. Sounds good, but what's the implication under that? You're not okay as you are. The life God has given you is not enough. Who you are, children of God, made in his image, that's not enough. 
Besides, do you really want to trust the God who keeps your eyes closed, who doesn't let you see the big picture? Can you trust a God like that with something as important as your own fulfillment and meaning and happiness? You could have so much more. Why not reach for it? Well, we know what happens, right, in the story. They do reach, and they do eat. And do they become like God? No, they don't, do they? In fact, every godlike aspect of their life is taken from them. So out goes the intimacy they had with God. Out goes the delight they had in one another. Out goes their being at home in their own skins. Out goes the harmony they enjoyed with the world around them. And what comes in? What comes in are fear and blame and shame and strife. And so begins our sad and tragic history. Well, my friends, I think that same pattern plays out in our own lives whenever we believe the lie and we take that altar in our hearts, if you will, and we give it over to someone or something other than God. Let me give you a personal example. So a few weeks ago, I was on the Archdiocesan Deacons Retreat. This was down at Mount Angel, and this was right at the time of the elections. And so on the very first day, very first talk, our retreat director, he asked us all to ignore the election news during the retreat because he didn't want us to get distracted, right? Well, for some of us, that was like dangling meat in front of a hungry dog and saying, leave it, right? So I held out, I have to say, I held out until the last night of the retreat, till just before going to bed. This was the election night, by the way. And then I said, I'm just going to take a peek. It's just a peek, right? Well, bad idea, right? So out came my phone, up came the news, and without going into all the gory details, you guys, suffice it to say, I was really disappointed. Actually, I wasn't just disappointed. I was angry, right? And I was so angry, I was having a hard time falling asleep. And in fact, that lasted. And so the next morning when I returned home, my wife, Teresa, she greeted me, and then she just said, are you sure you were on retreat? You don't seem like you were on retreat, right? <laughs> like, ouch. And you know, in retrospect, I can say I was. I was angry because I had set my heart on having things turn out my way, and I had invested way too much time and energy and hope on certain issues. And when things didn't turn out the way I wanted, I reacted with anger and nastiness, and not just in my head, but also towards the people in my life. So I had set up this idol in my heart, an idol I hoped would make me happy, an idol I thought was important, but in the process, the problem was I had pushed God aside. And when I did that, out went my sense of peace, out went my equanimity, and in came resentment and spite. So my heart had been captured. Does that resonate at all for any of you? Have any of you experienced that? I don't know, maybe it's not anger for you. Some of you are better than I. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's pride or envy or, I don't know, it could be laziness, it could be fear, it could be lust, whatever it is. Whatever has captured your heart, guys, our predicament is the same, right? Doubting God, doubting his care for us, doubting his plan for us, we place our hopes elsewhere. We seek happiness on our own terms. We set up these new lords in our heart. And just when those lords have their hooks in us, just when they have us where they want us, they turn on us. They rob us of, their, of our peace and of our freedom, and they leave us captive. Unhappy, disgruntled, unruly captives who become really good at leaving destruction in our wake. 
And so, my friends, that's why we need a Savior. Because freeing ourselves, as you know, is a battle. And it's a battle we can't fight on our own. And it's most definitely a battle that we can't win on our own. So stay tuned for part three next week. Okay, homework. So next Saturday, we have our Advent Reconciliation Service. And if it's been a while since you've gone to confession, I want to encourage you to come. It's an easy way to go to confession. And in my bulletin column to help you prepare, I put a very brief examination of conscience based on the seven deadly sins. So I invite you this week just to find a quiet space, take five minutes, and just sit with those, that uh, examination for a few minutes. And ask the Lord to help you see which of those attitudes may have captured your own heart. To what are you being held captive? What are you enslaved to in your life? And then once you've done that, come to our service. Come to our service and surrender to God whatever it is that he's shown you. And let him begin the work of healing your heart. Let him begin the work of restoring your freedom in your peace. We sang it a few minutes ago. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.